I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Live from New York, it's the show that's not taking your recommendation (laughs) on on. how I should open the show. It's first things first on today's show. Brady, thrilled to be in the playoffs again. But one person on this show doesn't believe in the Bucks, and it's not who you think it is. Yes, meanwhile, Rodgers, a win away from the playoffs. Does he deserve the lion's share of credit? No puns on the show. That was just a coincidence. And finally, Wednesday, it's time for Nick's Tears in 59 minutes. A little teaser. I took a peek at the tears, to be honest with you. Broussard is upset about where the Eagles are. Oh. Alongside Nick Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds-Brew. Do you want to give a little teaser? Don't give away the full movie. It's just more foolishness from the tears. I'm sorry. I'm going to be blunt. Wow, I was expecting a more lighthearted <laughs> Wow, what it is. What do you oh, guess what? You know what, Wilds? Yeah. Brew grew up in Philadelphia. Oh, that's true. That, that's the thing. My daughter went to Penn. Oh, yes. my God. I got connections everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the truth. <laughs> you Penn, shout out. You Penn, the Quakers. We're <laughs> <laughs> shouting out the Quakers. <laughs> 49ers to the Super Bowl, maybe. Brock Purdy believes it. <laughs> 49ers have the third best record. Here he is with Murph and Mack. Take a listen. Ray, when you get on the field, man, like I'm a competitor, and um, that's what my job is. You know, I have to lead guys and, and do what I can to put up points on the board. And if that's you know show some some emotion and, and some drive for my guys to feed off of, then then so be it. Brock Purdy, you wake up in the morning, are you thinking I can win a Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers? That is on my table. That is in my reach. Yes, sir. No doubt. That's that's the mindset right now. Wow. Would have been awkward if it went the other way. Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey second round. Uh, is there, do you have any doubts that Brock Purdy can win the Super Bowl? No. The, the, the Niners right now are the team most guaranteed to be in the Super Bowl. While I don't think the Niners are better than the Chiefs, the Chiefs team that beat them by three touchdowns when they played, the Niners' path is so much more clear than the Chiefs with the Bills and the Bengals in the AFC and potentially the, you know, the Prince or the Chargers, whomever come out of that 4-5 matchup. The nine, this is the most dangerous Niners team that Kyle Shanahan has ever had. This is the most dangerous Niners team since Colin Kaepernick and Jim Harbaugh were in their heyday and they came a pass away mm-hmm. from winning a Super Bowl. This and this Niners team got exactly what they needed, which I didn't think they were going to get by having their defense have a bad game this past weekend. Because when, when Purdy got on this run and I looked at their upcoming schedule, I'm like, well, he's not going to have to prove anything. They play the Raiders and then the Cardinals. And the Raiders bench Carr, and the Cardinals are playing David Blau. And we're never going to see him trailing. But then we did. 
The defense played a poor game. Yeah. They were down 10 in the second half, and, and Brock Purdy was out there dropping dimes. Now, he also had some lucky throws that he was lucky didn't get intercepted. But can we show the numbers, Brew? Since Brock Purdy took over for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's pretty good. That is, it's not just pretty good. It is more than you need to win the Super Bowl, or at least get to the Super Bowl, if you have the best running attack and the best defense in football. And I think that's what they have. And when I say running attack, I mean not just running backs, but their their running game as a whole. So absolutely, Brock Purdy can be the quarterback of this year's Super Bowl champion. There's no doubt in my mind. Okay, I'm with you. I'll start by saying this. I don't think he will lead them to the Super Bowl victory. I, I do think the team that comes out of the AFC will win it. Now, they obviously have a chance, but Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Sure. I think those are the three best teams in football. But, hey, if they get there, they got a shot. With that defense, with those playmakers, they have a shot. Here's the one caveat. And, first of all, I don't know how Nick. Nick went through, like, the last decade of 49ers football and didn't mention Jimmy G. No. He mentions Kaepernick and all. I said, this is is a better team. This Niners team is more dangerous than any Jimmy G team ever was. And they got got McCaffrey, who's the best running back they've had in in a long time. But, anyway. agrees with me. Uh, Here's the one, but you got to admit, this is the one caveat. How is Brock Purdy going to perform in the playoffs? And that's a legitimate question. We saw Jalen Hurts in his first playoff game play poorly. Kyler Murray. These are all guys obviously higher ranked than Brock Pedigree. Right, Brock Purdy and and how he did. Lamar Jackson struggled even the year he won MVP. Had two interceptions in the playoff game, I believe it was. And Jimmy G... I'm not even trying to be funny, all right? Jimmy G, if you look at his numbers, Nick, in the regular season, the two years they went to the NFC title game versus the playoffs. Regular season, in 2019, he throws 27 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Yeah, terrible in the playoffs. Right, 250 yards a game. In the playoffs, it was 140 a game, uh, two touchdowns, three picks. Essentially the same thing last year. Yeah. And so – that's that's kind of the what if that we have but to see, factor in. The way I, they look, there's no question I, I guess that what, he's has a shot. I guess what I would say is Lamar and Kyler struggled in their first playoff game, as did Jalen. I look at this very, very differently because particularly with Lamar and Kyler, those teams were in the playoffs because of their great quarterback or how great their quarterback had Fair. played. And so when they had the struggle, the inevitable first playoff game or rookie in the playoff struggle, their team couldn't sustain it. This team does not need, this team can win games with anyone at quarterback this year. I'm not having a whole Jimmy G long term thing this no. year. They've had three quarterbacks start and win games for them. One of them was a literal rookie this year. One of them was a de facto rookie in Trey Lance. And one of them is Jimmy Garoppolo. So so I think that this Niners team can sustain mediocre quarterbacking play. And what Purdy showed us against the Raiders is if they're down 10 in the second half, they're not dead yeah. the way that I think they have been in the past. That would have been a game-winning drive if the field goal goes in. All right, so let's spin it most optimistically. Suppose Purdy does win the Super Bowl. You benching him for Trey Lance next year? Oh, no. If he wins the Super Bowl, he has to be your starter. I agree. He has to be your starter. What if he gets the Super Bowl? If he gets there and plays well, if he's like not I think the it's reason you didn't win. I think it's an open competition. <sighs> I think they have so much. It, because here's the case. Yeah, I went to the Super Bowl. Can I say do? one I thing? One game. Can I say one thing? And, and here's the lanes? thing. Quickly, yeah, Nick. Sure. Quickly. Whose college pedigree was better? Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? You know from Trey Iowa. Trey Lance played. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, sure. he's my homeboy from Iowa. But beyond that, 
Trey Lance you know, played in the I, division one no, no, hold on, hold on. His Brock Purdy's college production was better, but the whole league saw the college production and passed on him 261 times in the draft. The whole league saw Trey Lance, and everyone agreed he was going to be, go somewhere in the first round. Now, he wasn't necessarily always going to go number three. The Niners jumped up to get him. But, the, but he didn't face the competition. I understand, but, but coming into the league, Trey Lance was considered a blue-chip right. prospect, and Brock Purdy was considered a guy who might go on draft. Yeah. So was Zach Wilson. But Yeah. Fair. It's true. Fair. Same draft. I'm, I'm coach, trying to ride for Zach that Wilson. That was coach. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Just, said that I, I rarely say that. <laughs> Cowboys at Commanders. Sunday at 4 p.m. Commanders starting yet another quarterback. What's going on over there? Who knows? Start Heineke. You got free Jordans. Somebody uh, should let somebody should let Ron Rivera know it's not the preseason right yeah. now either. It's the actual regular season. <laughs> Sam uh, Dallas favored by five and a half. Dallas not resting players because it'd be nice to get the number one seed and then he can rest. Here's Jerry Jones. We all know the scenarios that have to happen for us to get a home game in the playoffs. And uh, that's one. Two, I certainly would love to have a buy. Uh, that's possible. And uh, so uh, those things are very important as we look at it from this perspective today. Uh, we've got to take care of business. Brew, in the morning call, there's a little bit of a uproarious laughter when you... Brew geez. said something shocking. And we're like, that's going to be great. So here we go. Why is it shocking? Brew, I've been hinting the... at it for You've weeks. <laughs> What's the question, Wilds? Ask How do you see the rest of the season playing out for Dallas? I'm going to say it with 10 toes down, chest go. out, base. Oh. <laughs> They're losing to Tampa Bay in the first oh. round. Oh. They're oh losing my God. now. Maybe somehow we'll see what happens this weekend. They don't get Tampa Bay. No, the they're getting Tampa. But if they get Tampa Bay, yeah. I believe the Buccaneers will be there. And that the two things can be, what does Nick always say? Two things can be true at one time. That's right. All right? I yeah, you say <laughs> it all the time. I've heard it before it come all. out of your mouth. <laughs> Ta- this doesn't mean, oh, I'm believing in Tom Brady. It does. Like Tom Brady. No, it That's does. When, Tom Brady doesn't play to get to the second round. Tom Brady doesn't play to get to you are the, the NFC title the game. Tampa Bay Bucks. To beat a 12- or 13-win team If I was playoffs. picking them over the Vikings, which I think most of us would, would you think, the, oh, you really believe in the I Bucks? would think that you shouldn't have spent the last month telling me Tampa's dead if you are saying they're in round two. I've been saying the same thing about the Cowboys. <laughs> either, either way I went on this, it no, would have been, no. you would have done right. the same thing. They play their F game, no. and he believes in that's Brady. Look, that's the thing. The Cowboys, Nick... I do. I am a disbeliever in them. All right. I, I'm not a believer necessarily in Tampa Bay, but That's I'm right. a disbeliever in the Cowboys. This and here's shameful. why. Here's why. Oh, the Cowboys. They're what top second score, leading scoring yeah. team yep. in the league and all that. Last year, the offense was even better. Led the league with 31 points a game. Put what 51. On a playoff team, Philadelphia, in the last week of the season, put 56 on Washington a few yeah. weeks earlier and gets to the playoffs against a wild card San Francisco team and scores 17. Yeah. They got seven points heading into the fourth quarter. Here's the other thing. Tom Brady, I don't know if you knew this, 7-0 and against the Cowboys in oh, his career. I didn't know that. 2-0 and with Tampa Bay. When they beat Dallas this year, Nick, they, this not, is what I've been saying. No, you're saying they might get to the Super Bowl. No, okay. I'm saying they beat Dallas so and then so bye-bye. Okay, so, you're, so your feeling is 
that the Bucks will beat the Cowboys yeah. and then summarily be dispatched, potentially by Minnesota. Look, and they, hold on, hold on. they might. I'm saying they're not getting to the Super Bowl. Okay, now you're opening. He's, they're not a threat Wiles, to get I to believe. the Super Bowl. Well, he kind of, he's he had putting that the team. Bucks in the conference championship well, game, potentially. You giving him a legit chance to get to the Super Bowl. I am. I am. I, Wiles, what do they call me? Mr. Consistency. Thank you. Everybody. The winner they? of Bucks <laughs> They is like you. That's it. <laughs> the winner of Bucks cowboys is playing in the NFC Championship game. Now, you're asking me, am I picking them to get to the Super Bowl? The answer is no, because I, unlike that side of the table, has had one Super Bowl pick all year, and it's the team that's getting there, the San Francisco 49ers. You guys, on the other hand, are doing this like a bad roulette player and putting chips all over the table. We're analyzing. You're just sticking no matter what. Uh, Trey Lance, Jimmy G, yeah, Brock because it Purdy, wasn't about their quarterback, Bethard, and it's proven by the fact <laughs> that they're the two seed right now on their third different quarterback. It seems like that was the cogent analysis that the Niners were quarterback almost independent their success because they've won with a rookie, a second-year guy, and a guy who's worse than all of them, Jimmy Garoppolo. But that's not the point. The point is that I actually think I. I think the winner of Bucks Cowboys goes to the championship game. I also think this game is so much more important for the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys losing this game, everyone's talking about against Tampa. You're against Tampa, about, okay. yes. Everyone's talking about where's Sean Payton going to go, and we all thought he was going to go to Dallas. Oh, right, Sean Payton Bowl. We all thought. No, I don't think he's going to go to Tampa at all. But just because I think Bulls is no Brady. Yeah, what I'm saying is I. We all thought he was going to go to Dallas a year ago. But then the Cowboys, they played well without Dak, and now they've won 12 or 13 games. Jerry saw about they could be the one seed, which they won't be. They would need Philly and San Francisco to lose, and they're both double-digit favorites. So that's not going to happen. But regardless, if Dallas falls on its face in round one and once again has a disappointing playoffs, I think, the, I think everything's open for the Cowboys. I think it's absolutely on the board. That Jerry says, you got to be kidding me, and at least quietly calls Sean Payton. Right. Not like that's at, right. Well, I, I don't think, I don't think I don't that'd think be a surprise. Would, I, and so I think, the, I think it is a must-win game for Dallas, and it's a game if I'm Dallas I'd be incredibly concerned about. Okay. You know what? Good take by you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Originally, Brew kind of took your take. No, he, I, I kind of dominated I'm, that set. You crushed it. <laughs> you really did. Uh, if I just saying what I've I'm been just, saying no, for a month. No, you want it. It's Sometimes it's like around the horn. I give points. Like, <laughs> time is yours. Take us to break. I took his quote. Yeah, you know, it was it against him. I saw him break so happy. Yeah. He got it. He got the win. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Speaking of winners, it's Coach Mangini, Super Bowl champion Coach Mangini. He's here with us. Talking about Tom Brady, he cooked up the Panthers. Threw a few bombs to Mike Evans. Still couldn't run the ball as a team, but who cares? Uh, here's Tom. The fact that I've actually thrown for three touchdowns a day this year is pretty good. I know it's uh, – got to keep that pace up too. You're on fire, Tom. Wow. It's great when you're this happy. We haven't seen this side in a while. 
We haven't won like this in a while, so this is this is happy Tom. This is what it, this is what we get. Yeah, shout out to Jim Gray. Usually has a yeah, was, yeah. model to the yeah, it's Jim Gray. You guys you know, barely Gray won. Had the triple venti latte that morning. Uh, yeah, I mean they should be happy. They, what was the game this year when Tampa had the most explosive offense, most yards? The most recent one. Brady threw for the most yards, the most recent one. Brady threw for the most touchdowns, the most recent one. Mike Evans, best game of the year, the most recent one. Their best defensive game of the year from a forcing turnover standpoint. This was their second best of the year, actually. Week two against New Orleans, they forced five turnovers. I think that's when Jameis was still playing. I'm not sure. I know he was Dark Horse MVP for someone on the show. But so, listen, here's the deal, Coach. I've already converted one. I I wonder if I can convert two. That the Bucs are obviously a scary team. And that right now, the Dallas Cowboys, let me put it like this. Oh. Aside from the Niners, you think if the Cowboys had their choice, hey, you can have round three against Philly or go to Tampa. Which one they're choosing? You can play Minnesota or go to well, Tampa. they blasted Minnesota. Well, yeah, and they yeah. just beat Philly. And so I'm without, just without, without so their quarterback. And so, How about that? Well, their quarter again. The quarterback would beating Kansas City without Patrick know, Mahomes. But, no, but, but the quarterback they beat him without their quarterback a week ago. And I'm talking about a game in a couple weeks. So the quarterback still might not be there. Point is this: of course, the the Bucks had the perfect time to have their best game of the year. I don't know how anyone could disagree with that. Look, I, I like Happy Tom. I think Happy Tom's Happy great. Tom. I think Happy Tom's better than Angry at the iPad Tom. Yeah. I would like Hall of Fame Tom. And there's so many Toms that, that we haven't gotten this season. So it's good to see, see Happy Tom. But I don't think this team is clicking on all cylinders. It was not the quote that they're clicking. You, you watch them play, and it's just it's so up and down. Tom obviously is a significant X factor, but it's just hard to believe that they're going to have the consistency to make a deep run into the playoffs. And, and I hate I hate betting against Tom on any level, but it's just so hard watching this team and watching that last game. Yeah, they threw the three deep balls against man coverage. I don't know why they didn't change. Hello. But... Because the entire it's, it's, it's NFL a, universe bends towards helping Tom Brady. It's a, it's a terrible... <laughs> it, it's a great play by a punter. Is the difference in that was a great play by? It the was way. an unbelievable. That play. was it. That was maybe it was a probably season? the play of yeah. the game. I mean, like the thirteenth <laughs> time someone who otherwise has a totally irrelevant NFL career does something that dra- you, drastically affects Tom Brady's legacy in a positive way. And you were just about to say it was probably a season-saving play, right? Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They needed the punter to make a great play yeah. to be a season-saving play, okay. not the mark of like. A deep you guys needed the review team. office to create the tuck rule to make a season. First of all, <laughs> first of all, that was in the rules. It was an I unbelievable game. Adam Mandari <laughs> made three kicks that were it ridiculous. Was it was no, my no, birthday. Okay. It snowed, which is perfect to be the DB <laughs> okay. coach. And it was just a sign of sorry, things to come for a team that was red hot. Just opened up the tuck rule game. The tuck rule. Nick, coach is right. He's so right. They are not clicking. A month ago, your Niners demolished them. All right? Rude, this is- Three weeks ago, Cincinnati beat them by double figures. A couple weeks ago, they edged an Arizona team with a third-string quarterback, <laughs> Trace McSorley. Yeah. And then, coach is right, outside of the three bombs, or if you two bombs and another right, touchdown is, pass from why, Brady to Evans. This well, is why you, he's Mr. Consistent. You still, no, still want to give him that win? I, I have two teams playing in the first round that I don't believe in, Dallas or Tampa Bay. 
I'm picking Tampa Bay. Is that like, the other thing? Chrissy, I don't the know if you saw the two Chris just gave all these reasons Tampa stinks. And four and a half minutes ago, he explained how they're going to beat the Cowboys in round one. <laughs> Doesn't and believe well, in either team. Philly almost beat the Cowboys. They, they, they are the lesser of yes, two evils. Thank what you, he's guys. Saying. Yeah, y'all he's not like saying that he loves I, one. I, he's yeah. saying he just likes one more. I'll tell you why I don't thank believe you. in the Bucs, and sure. I believe in Tom Brady. You said it was a great game. There's three major issues with the Bucks: Rushing, red zone, offense, third down. They're last in rushing. Guess what they ran for last week? 67 yards. Against Carolina. Still bad. They're 25th in red zone, right, in the year. Last week they went one for three, 33%. Uh, they're usually at 51. They're 22nd in third down, 37%. Last week, four for 15, 27%. Last week on the three issues that they have, they Correct. played worse. So outside of, like, some beautiful throws to Mike Evans – that's all. So it was. can I tell you why? Way. Can I tell you why that does not concern me as much as it does you? Quickly, before we move on to sure. Lamar. I, rushing, I don't think there's fixing it. He doesn't believe in I, running the ball. No, that's not true. Let's throw it out. Carolina has no, no place that, in football. No, that's not <laughs> no. it. What I'm saying is, of all the different parts of football, if you're going to say, listen, there's one you're going to be terrible at, mm-hmm. I would pick that. Mm-hmm. If you're like, running? you're going to have, you're going to have the worst special teams in the league, hard to overcome. The worst passing game in the league can't overcome. The worst pass defense can't overcome. The worst run defense, I feel like you can't overcome because teams will just run at you. But if the worst running game is not great, but I feel like it is the as, Yikes. so. But I don't think they can fix that. But the other two things, the red zone stuff, I do believe come the postseason that will be better okay. by virtue of Tom Brady, and mm. third downs will be fixed by virtue of. Tom Brady in the playoffs and the referees involved. Oh, in the I, if you don't think there are going to be Cowboys fans the day after this game talking about three, that, that was the illegal contact oh, across go. the field <laughs> on third and twelve. You don't think that's coming? It's his dream. Okay, the pixie dust. Okay, and yeah. Now the rest. And a twenty years of history. Is what he is. He's I would a have man the worst scorer. trick plays. It's, it's it all designed option. to make sure that Patrick Mahomes is no, still he considered. Absolutely. It has nothing that's to do with Tom Brady. It's, it's let me let me. Tag Tom Brady with a bunch of asterisks. You know what? Oh, yeah. You're guilty of that one. You weren't. Not, bringing up Mahomes. Yeah, I, I you're like, you're I free on that. It's anyway. underlined. Uh, all right. It's news underlined. out of Baltimore. <laughs> no surprise here. Lamar didn't practice again. Okay. Hasn't played since week 13. John Harbaugh, unsure if he's returning to practice this week. Nick, do you think Lamar's contract situation is at all impacting his availability? I don't see how it couldn't be impacting it, and that is not to me at all a damning accusation. Right. I don't I would not judge Lamar for this. We just saw, we just saw a team that was alive for the playoffs bench their quarterback in Derek Carr. Why? Because his contract yep. was as such that if he got hurt, mm-hmm. they would have to pay him. And nobody was like, oh my God. So unfair to Derek Carr. People are like, oh, yeah, that's the business. Kind of makes sense. Even though the team is still alive for the playoffs. So if you're Lamar and you are guaranteed $0 after this season. Now, we all say he's going to get franchise tag, and he probably would and all that. But you are guaranteed nothing. And you have seen a guy. Granted, it's a different situation. Lamar's a better player. But RG3, once upon a time a decade ago, had a sprained knee, only missed a week, went out and played in a playoff game, and got wrecked. And say, man... If I had $180 million guaranteed, I might be a little more bold. But as is, I need to be 100% right to play. 
That's how I would act. Now, you might say, Coach, that's why I'm not a great athlete. But I wouldn't blame There's a lot of reasons I'm not a great athlete. But I, but I wouldn't blame him for acting that way. No, look, I've been on the other side of this for, for many years and, and many negotiations. And I understand the organizational perspective. But I understand where Lamar is coming from completely. And I've been saying this since he got hurt. Because if he rushes back and plays, he doesn't get credit for rushing back and play playing. What's going to happen is if he doesn't play at his level, when it comes down to the negotiation, you're going to say, well, you right. underperformed. Yep. Yep. So now, he, instead of getting tremendous credit for being a team guy and playing hurt and, and doing all those things, you get graded down because the negotiations are they're harsh and they're based off of, of hardcore facts. So, so I completely understand where he's coming from. And look, he's looking at Deshaun Watson and the deal that he got. And I would say he should be comfortable asking for the same thing. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Look, Rich Eisen, highly respected, you know, NFL media member, he said that he talked to the Ravens during week 15 and that they told him that Lamar should be, will be playing in week 16, should be ready to play in week 16. He, they, he even said that they said he could play now, but he doesn't want to play with a brace. He doesn't want to play unless he's 100%. That was week 16. Now we're about to enter week 18, and he's not practicing. So I do think that this is a statement by Lamar Jackson, and he's letting them see they are a Super Bowl contender with him. They won't. They are not even a playoff team without no. him. They're Look, three and five yeah. over the last. Let me two show you years a graphic, bro, of how bad the offense struggles without Lamar. That's last in points, points per game. There it is. I mean, the other weird thing about this is we've seen backup quarterbacks. I mean, we just talked about Brock Purdy. Cooking. So well, we saw Cooper Rush cook, but this it shouldn't be this. I, I bad. think that speaks to how they have. It, I the, the, when you're talking about negotiations or hardcore. If I was Lamar's represent representation, he doesn't really have representation, so that's weird. That's Lamar, a good graphic to 1%, show. Bring that to the- uh, bring up the <laughs> fact that you guys have created an offense that literally can only survive with me. That forget Brock Purdy or Cooper Rush. Put a good. Starting quarterback, but that is not right. dynamic yeah. like me. Derek Carr. Well, put no, honestly, put Justin Herbert. Well, who? No, I, I don't think well, it would be that. Different so, I don't think it would so be good. that. Yeah, no, the offense is so offense. far removed from the Justin. No, Huntley's decent though. No, no, no. Huntley's not a bad. But, but my backup. point is, is that they, the, it's not like if Lamar were to leave, they can remake an entire personnel in an off season. Like, they are pot committed to this style of football without being committed at all to the reason you're playing this style of football, and it can't survive without him. They've, it's the same thing that happened last year. The only difference is now they're winning. You know what I mean? They're, I mean, they're three and two as opposed to totally falling apart, but that's because the defense is better. Yeah, Deshaun Watson's contracts made it really difficult for the Ravens. Yeah, and Deshaun right. Watson's play has made it difficult for the Browns. Like, that helps, that helps Lamar's case, I think, yep. that Deshaun hasn't been great. Aaron Rodgers. Manifesting things. Oh, you guys believe in his manifestations, but not my dreams. That's fair. You know what? I'm going to start. Go go take some time. That about sums it up. (laughs) I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Packers-Lions. 
Good segment coming up for you. Uh, Sunday night, check out Rogers' stats during their four-game win streak. Some would say mediocre. Completion percentage, 64%. 200 passing yards. It's like Mac Jones numbers, but not as... Not as uh, dirty as you know. <laughs> uh, six yard pass, four touchdowns, two interceptions, eighty-seven percent passer rating. Yeah. Nick, mm-hmm. does Rodgers deserve the lion's share of credit for the Packers' winning streak? He didn't manifest it. No. Okay. No, they're they're turning the in their first twelve games they forced twelve turnovers. Well, that's one a game. In their last four games they have forced twelve turnovers. That's three a game. They they have been. Running the ball, they were running the ball well mm-hmm. their first 12 games of the year. They've been running the ball great their last four games. What did you say? Uh, they, <laughs> they've been running the ball great. That didn't Coach, I, listen, that, I've come that around. Hurt? Did that listen, hurt to come back? Listen, America, <laughs> been five years ago, five years ago, I might have said to Coach one day on the air, I think NFL teams should maybe never, ever run the ball. And Coach won't let it go. I was wrong about that, okay? Sorry. I, the, the, uh, when you reference that yeah, stat, where are the bugle guys? So just <laughs> right. right. Uh, the trumpets. Uh, yeah. So can we just show you guys the, the Lewis, Packers the during the four-game winning streak? <laughs> uh, I mean, running for 140. They're throwing for 190. They have four passing touchdowns. They have half as many defense and special teams touchdowns. Yeah. This is not about the quarterback, Brew. It's not. And so, I, if I'm giving credit, I give credit to the defense, the running game, a, a first and foremost, Christian Watson's emergence, oh, mm-hmm. and then Rodgers. Where is Rodgers on your list? Like fifth? Something like that, yeah. Oh. Wilds, yes, yes, a thousand times yes. Oh. Aaron Rodgers deserves a lion's share of the credit. And here's why. Because when the Nick Wrights of the world Correct. were saying, oh, quit, throw in the towel, yeah. right? You're not going to make the playoffs. Let's see Jordan Love. You got to play Jordan Love. <laughs> this is robbery what you're doing. This is the worst ever I've seen a, a quarterback be handled by any organization. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers stood flat-footed and said, we're not, I'm not stopping play until we're eliminated. Mm-hmm. And that sent a t- I don't you think if he had gone to the front office and said, look, my thumbs banged up. Yep. I'm here next year. Let's just I'll sit out. I know you need to see Jordan. They would have been like maybe they even wouldn't happily. Have, they they would have been have like scored okay, 19 cool. points against the Bears. They wouldn't have caught matter. three two they interceptions. Won. They won. But I'm and, saying and you don't Rogers think they couldn't have done that with, with Jordan Love. I don't, don't think, think they'd be in this position with Jordan Love. I think Aaron Rodgers set a tone in that locker room that we're not quitting. That's right. I know we're four and eight, five and eight, whatever. We are not quitting. And that's the first. The second thing is he has accepted a lesser role. You pointed out he's been a game manager now. He's He's willingly said – I don't care about the stats. I don't need another MVP. I'm he's managing the game. So I think he's letting the run game and the defense. You don't think he cares about the stats, coach? Yeah, I think him willingly becoming a game manager. You don't think it's willing? Well, I I I do think he understands the the value of the running game, especially if people are going to play split safety. If they're going to give you the opportunity to run the ball effectively, I do think he has the patience and perspective to do that. But I'm actually with with Nick on this. Not not. Uh, I mean, it hurts me to say this, but it does come down to the fact that they've run the ball. They've gone from 17th in running the ball to eighth in terms of amount of of times they run per game. And then defensively, if you just look in the passing game, it's nine picks to three touchdowns. So they've only given up three 
passing touchdowns during this winning streak as well. And no quarterback's gotten over an 80 quarterback rating. So that's really good defensively. And when you look at Rodgers, he has been flat-footed, but not in necessarily a good way because his quarterback rating is, is almost 20 points below his career average. Right. And, so and, it's, and it's below where it was during the first 12 games of the year. It's it's below where it was when they 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 have stopped turning the ball over. There are three turnovers in four games versus seventeen in the first twelve games. And so, now, I, I go ahead. Well, what I do like that he's done is I do think him being having perspective, him being uh, calm about it, right. him him being patient and and putting things in perspective for a young locker room or a lot of young guys in that locker room mm-hmm. saying we're not out of this. We can we just need to keep hammering away, that has real value from a, from a veteran leadership perspective. See, that's what I mean. Football-wise, I'm with you guys. But he set that tone. If he doesn't do that, I don't think they're in the playoffs. Right, so who do you have this game? You're going Packers. Lions or Packers? Packers. And do you think Rodgers is going to cook, or do you think you're going to get game no, manager? I think, I, think he's, I think he needs to be a game manager and not make the mistakes. They held him to 15 points Detroit last time they played. They lost because Rodgers – was Three bad. Three goal line interceptions. Three interceptions right. Remember, Aiden Hutchinson got one and he was throwing yep. to Bakhtiari. I, I if, he's a, doesn't, if he doesn't make mistakes, they should win. Again, this is, is as, as uncomfortable as Coach was agreeing with me. I'm, I'm really uncomfortable right now because I'm going to say something Coach is going to love, I think, and it's compliment you as well. Oh, uh, you that. said something well, yesterday, Wilds. Yeah, <laughs> you said something yesterday, Wilds, that I think initially the audience like, that's crazy, but I think it's exactly right. Which is, I think the Lions' game plan will be, Aaron, you beat us. Yeah, it's wild. I think that the, the Lions have been a very, very bad run defense. Right. And that's why the reason that they're in this position where even if they win, they might not get in is because Carolina ran for 320 yards on them. <laughs> that's too much. And so I think that <laughs> yeah. they are going to have to sell out to stop the run and give Rodgers one-on-one looks and hope he, he looks – like he's looked most of the year, which is that those deep shots are hit or miss and much more miss than hit. What's so funny is after you asked me that question yesterday, I went home and thought about it. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I would challenge Rodgers. I don't know if really? I would challenge the four-time MVP. Right. Just because, look, I, I've done it in the past with, with a great player, with Randy Moss, early in, in, in one season where I thought, you know, he's kind of fallen off. And it, I yeah. called me on that. Well, I mean, he, was at the, he had been at the Raiders. <laughs> there was a lot of reasons. And then he hung 180 on us. Yeah, so no. here's, here's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can't believe you pitched that as a game. Randy Moss, guys. No, no, he did catch one in triple coverage. So, but what I'm saying is when you have a great player who's been a four-time MVP and you're going to such a meaningful game, you got to be a little careful about challenging him. Too I much. You better. Nobody. You better have a couple different pitches to yeah. throw, as opposed but to just going all to in on that. He'll be frustrated, Rodgers. Like that, I think he'll be fall apart. I don't know. I think he'll be. Lions are going to score points. Lions are going to score points. Maybe they don't. They're not as prolific on the on road. The road. That's, that's true. true. No, that's true. Uh, is Giannis's game boring? Why he wants it to be? Wow, what a tease. Coming Ooh. up next. Something first. boring next. Yeah. Giannis goes for 55, 10, 7. Stole the ball from Bradley Beal. He had a Jordan-esque reverse layup. Here's Giannis after the game. I want to get in a position that uh, my game, which I think I have got it, to that position that my game is boring. You know, uh, I just do what I do and people don't don't talk about it because it's become boring. You know, I do it every single night and uh, 
that's what uh, I want to do. I want other people to feel like my game is boring, and uh, but I don't get bored. You know, um, the greats, the best players never get bored. They go out there, they always give their, their best every given night. Who doesn't matter who they play and uh, try to win the game. Here's the thing. It, you, yes, you gotta love him. On the year, he's averaging a quiet 33-12-5. I know the 12 means nothing to you, but it's relevant to his team. Uh, you never go live that. Over his last seven, by the way, it's 40-14-5 on 56%. But here's what makes Giannis the clear-cut best player in the league. And it's also, by the way, what makes Luka the clear-cut second best player. They're the only two guys that can keep their team at or near the top of the conference without their second best guy. So KD and the Nets have been amazing. When Kyrie was out, they were a mess. A couple years ago, Steph didn't have Clay for a season. They missed the playoffs. Jokic last year didn't have Jamal Murray. They're out in round <coughs> one. LeBron right now doesn't have AD. And they're struggling to win half their games. We, but Paul George last year, no Kawhi. And he's not there. And now Kawhi's the best player, so maybe that's a little unfair, but you follow me. No. Even the greatest players, when they don't have their, their, their wingman, the team you know, struggles to just stay afloat. Not the Bucks. Chris Middleton's played seven games, but really he's played none. Like it's as far as he hasn't bad. been himself. And the Bucks are game out of first place. Right. And so that's what makes him so special. Drew Holiday's not having a great year. The rest of the roster is not unbelievable. And every night they can beat anybody because they have that guy. And even the other great players in the league, Katie, Braun, Jokic, Steph, they can't do that. And he does it every night. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. I, it'd be interesting to see, like, if Kyrie went down right now. What I think KD would keep them uh, near the top of the East. But he, he's a guy I might throw in there. I'm going to address his boring quote because I think I think what he meant was commonplace. Yeah. Right. Routine. So when I go out and get 35, 16 and seven, it's routine. Like Patrick Mahomes suffers from this. Sure. Like you said, Mahomes is three touchdowns every game, it seems yeah. like. Right. And people just By brush way, it off. It's not a big thing to bring up Mahomes. That's not me. That's that's me. I love I Patrick know. Mahomes. So let me uh, right? Know. People, right, go ahead. I was the first. Oh, yeah, you know, were the guy. He's <laughs> saying he might be <laughs> oh, the GOAT God. one day. That's true. But anyway, here's the thing. He's already reached that. You set his numbers. Yeah. And we haven't been raving about Giannis. No. He's 33, what? 30, 33, 12, 12 and 5. And, and might be the best defender in the league. Right. And, and he's what? Fourth? Third? Right. Fourth in the MVP discussion? Correct. So he's already reached it. But when you go get 55, like he, you never reach a level where 55 isn't like we're going to celebrate that. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's the thing. That Giannis, yeah, he's guys, already reached, and he may have said it because he said, double, I thought already got stopped. No, I'm just saying for some guys, you give <laughs> That's 55 when he came back. If Giannis was retired nickel. playing baseball and he came back and had 55, what, I mean, what do you mean? it would probably be in the he A came, block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did Jordan that the year he came back? back? A year and a half. Did they win the title that year? I was just confused. Wait, so he A year and a half of the Dynasty. Hadn't picked up a ball. Yeah. Like okay. a year and a half. Okay, sorry. Girls get the double <laughs> sorry. Wait, just, oh, here's the other. Double I'll show nickel. you. A, yeah. That was ridiculous. You're throwing us off. <laughs> uh, 50 point games this season. 
There's been a lot of them. Most in how many decades, Josh? Five decades. Yeah. Thanks for putting Booker on there, too. You just yeah, that was nice of you. What do you mean, thanks? You know, yesterday, you made yes, a You purposely made a graphic, graphic that would eliminate I said 71. Yeah, that makes sense. He scores 70 in a loss, and you're celebrating? Well, Give me a break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 70 points. In a loss? <laughs> and you're having a party? <laughs> <laughs> God, you got to be kidding me. Okay. Hey, I lost, say, everybody. What? Take my 70! Hey, everybody! They're celebrating on a loss. I work with buffoons. <laughs> Guys, that game happened four years right. ago. What did they take? Wow, the way let it go. <laughs> what are you arguing about? Can you ask you the question? Put the graphic back up because we got lost, Hubs. I'm sorry. We didn't get lost. You Drew, <laughs> do you have a, a reason? Or an explanation I, for this recent yeah. offensive explosion. Thank you. I got four. And what you're saying you got is four we reasons? got this. Yeah, 50-point games are becoming, mm-hmm. dare I say, commonplace. I mean, that might be a little sure. strong. Okay. But number one, the over the prominence of the three-point no shot, doubt. obviously. Doesn't sure. explain Luke, Giannis the, last night, but for right. almost everybody else. Luka yeah. and Jason Tatum, who are two of the guys averaging 30 this year, Ha- almost half their shots are worth three points. Sure. So you're going to see guys score more because they shoot some. Steph, more than half his shots are threes. Mm-hmm. All right. Secondly, it the mid-range game, Durant, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, they, they give you the mid-range shot now. Like teams, people, executives think that's the worst shot in basketball. They want to protect the paint. And run you off the mm-hmm. three-point line. So they're get, I've seen guys dribble in, have an open mid-range, and dribble back out to the three or kick it back out sure. to three. And so for even if they're contested, they're lightly contested. So Kevin Durant, the defense he faced on mid-range jumpers early in his career versus now, yeah, even if it. they get a little hand, that's a big part of it. And the third thing is that because the floor is so spread out, with the three-point shot, it's easy to get to the rim. And, again, they're letting you get – they're running you off the three. And then when you get to the rim, even though teams want to protect the paint, there's, like, only a couple guys in there. You look back in the day, there were six, seven guys. And I'm not even – like, six, no, seven guys right. in the paint. Yeah. Now, if you have a post-up player, one post-up okay. guy, we say, oh, he's clogging okay. up the paint. Yeah. Yeah, no, get him so out of there. It's easy. But, but it, and is, hold on. The final thing okay. is Luca. Giannis and Jokic, arguably, arguably, the three best players in the league, are saying they have said recently it is easier to score in the NBA yeah, but that's than it is in Euro yeah, but, but they were all playing in Euro League as teams. So that might be a bit of no, a – No, but they've compared it to, like, the I, international play okay, recently since they've been that. in the I, NBA. But you also – you did stumble upon the reason. Because it's obviously the three-point shot's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. But the other part of it is the players are better and the league is better. Really? Because, well, yeah, because – Back in, in previous eras, we weren't getting MVP candidates from Serbia, Slovenia, and Greece. We it had the best truly, players in the world, though. Is, they didn't have the, any players that could compete it, it like is that. truly an international game where the talent is the highest it's ever been. Because here's a fun fact. I would argue the league, as far as overflowing with talent, right now is rivaled only by the 80s in modern basketball history. Once the ABA folded, only by the 80s. This is the last couple of years are the highest scoring years since 1985. So, so, like, scoring went down in the 90s. Yes, the rules changed, but also the talent was watered down. Was it talent and, or was it, the, like you said, the rules no, changed I, I, and the defense was stiff? Yeah, I don't and it was more I, I physical. Think that I'm not saying that's better, but it was more physical. Mythological than otherwise because the 80s, the 
was even more physical, I was told. But the 80s, no, the scoring it wasn't. was it higher. Was, it wasn't. The defense the, in the 80s was not as good as the 90s. Okay, or the offense just overwhelmed it. We, we can agree to disagree on that. The, I mean, we have not seen scoring on this level ever since the 60s, and that was almost a different sport back then. Right now, the league is averaging 113 points a game. 1985, it was 111. 1962, the year Wilt averaged 50, it was 119 points per game. So that was totally different. But I, I think that there is a rush. The three-point shot has a massive part to do with it. But I also think people, for some reason, look at this as a negative rather than a positive. I think all The big games? The big individual? Yeah, yeah I think offense. people use it as like, ah, oh, it's easier to score like you're saying. They don't play as good a defense as opposed to the guys are better. In the NFL, scoring is up because they've changed the rules and the game's changed all that. You also know why. Because the guys today are better. The quarterbacks are better. What makes these better. guys better today? They are bigger. They are stronger. They are faster. The game is more – it has smarter. Yes, bigger. I don't think they're bigger. Yeah. You, you don't have nearly as many big men as you used to no, have. No, you don't have as many guys that they are out – They shoot better or with range. I understand. You don't have they as many guys better that, that are carry. out there as, as hockey uh, bruisers, but you have guys that are 6'10 and skilled. Look at this play right there. That is, that's perfect. I didn't even ask for that. That is a seven foot four inch guy from, where's he from? Latvia in, in Porzingis? Yeah. Getting mixed by a six foot 11 guy from Greece. Neither plays center. The, that is a different breed of player that did not exist previously. And the three point shot and the smarter basketball, which leads to smarter shots. All of that is going to lead to bigger scoring nights. Okay. Bru, do you think it, the pendulum swings back with like tougher defense? That someone's like, you know what? You we're still have play to play tough defense. Slow it would, down. It'll never get as physical as it used to be, and that's fine. I, I don't want it to be that physical, um, but no, I, I, I think where we're at is is kind of here to stay. Okay. Coming up next, greatest segment in all sports television. Oh, Stick around. Oh, it's better than coming up next something boring. Yeah, it's a better. Yeah. Oh, welcome back to the show. We have got a treat for you today. Last night, ensconced in a New York parlor. A select committee of academics, literati, and my guy Mark from the Gucci store, <laughs> convened to churn, fight, and toil, oh, and burn that midnight oil, to create the best segment in all of sports media. It's an honor and a privilege. It's time for Nick's Tears. Thank you very much for the great introduction, as always, Kevin Wilds. This week, a few special parts of the tears. The very top has a special note, and also Ooh. the eliminated segment of the Ooh. tears. This is, we didn't need any algorithm for this. This means you are literally mathematically eliminated. Let us see it, please. Wilds, it's a tradition unlike any other. Second straight year, final tears of the regular season. Ah! You know what we talk about? What? Cliff Kingsbury hot seat. Oh, we planted that flag two years ago, and we might be seeing it bloom here in about 10 days. Also, <coughs> by the way, fun note about Colts Texans this weekend before we move on. The Colts should totally throw the game, right? They don't want Bryce Young in that division. Throw the game. Make the Texans get the second pick and improve your traffic. Jeff Saturday, if there's anything you know how to do, it's how to lose a game, buddy. And no one will suspect you're throwing it because it's Jeff Saturday. All, All right. Along. Now on to the tiers. <laughs> Very true. Uh, bottom tier, Regicide. That's the attempt to the killing of royalty. That's what the Titans are trying to do this weekend. But it will not work. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence will succeed. Next, too many teams. If any of these teams make the playoffs, it's going to be kind of like last year. 
where we wake up wild card. I'm sorry, NFL super wild card weekend and be like, well, they didn't need the seventh team. Not Maybe true. Don't need to see the Steelers again in those they get <laughs> waxed in the first round. Probably don't need uh, the them in the, them in the playoffs. Coach Mangini. The uh, are you? I apologize. Oh no, you're coming in. Wild, you're coming in a moment. My apologies. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I know. I, I got. I got a little perplexed. I apologize. You guys were looking at me like you disagreed with my oh, take. Oh, like the great takes. All right, next. Happy to get in. You can't win around, but you're going to be happy to get in, but for different reasons. The Dolphins happy to get in because it will prevent an all-time collapse from eight and three to out of the playoffs entirely. The Lions will be happy to get in because it will be an all-time great season Facts. out of nowhere from Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions wings on the hot seat. And the Packers will be happy to get in because Dan Aaron Rodgers will get to go on Pat McAfee's show for six and a half hours and do an I told you so <laughs> okay. that everybody's waiting to hear. Now, Wilds, go right ahead. Okay, Bye, I would like you. Yeah, I'm okay with where they are in the tiers, but I would like you to personally. Put some respect on Jared Goff's name, or as I like Ooh. to call him, the Prince of the North. Oh. <laughs> Jared Goff. Oh, oh. Prince oh. Of the North. look at Jared Goff, seven yeah. and two. Look at the touchdowns to interceptions. What? Yeah. I I said, Josh, get this graphic off my 17 desk. Seventeen to one. Yeah, that's what I said. I said you can't make mistakes like this. <laughs> wow. He said, No, Wilds. That's right. I said, Oh, geez, I already called the bosses, tried to get you fired. <laughs> he said, No, this is a correct graphic. <laughs> So now they're going to play the Packers. Yeah. Now, if the Packers played any other offensive powerhouse, we would think, you know what? Packers are going to be in trouble. But they're playing the Lions. They'll probably win. Not true. The Lions average more points than the following teams. The Buffalo Bills. The 49ers. The Vikings and Justin Jefferson. The Bengals with Joe Burrow. Jared Goff and the Lions are better offensive team than all those guys. But you. Yeah. Cling on to the old Jared Goff. The old Jared Goff that Sean McVay had to scuttle away so he could laugh at the Patriots' draft picks. Well, who's laughing now, my friend? <laughs> Jared Goff's going to the playoffs. Okay, well, I mean, wow. Sean McVay did scuttle upset. him away and then win a Super Bowl. Well, And I will admit, listen, it is important to be unbiased, but if you can't be unbiased, it is important to admit your biases. And I have a bias against tiny-handed quarterbacks. It's why Pittsburgh and Detroit, they're going to have to really impress me if they're going to move up the tiers. With that said, it, the reason I don't believe in the Lions is not because of the offense, because Amon Ross St. Brown's been great. Mm -hmm. Jamal Williams is a touchdown machine. Yeah. We haven't seen Detroit since Barry Sanders. DeAndre Swift is fun and really good. But that defense has been really, really bad. And even though I think they can beat Green Bay this weekend, I think they will beat Green Bay this wow. weekend, I think they will be chum in the water for the two-seed San Francisco Ooh. 49ers. Coach, I was so excited to hear your take. I jumped to you early. Go ahead. I know, I, and I appreciate that. And I think we need to put some respect on Jared Goff's name. Thank but you, I think Coach. we need Thank to put you, more Coach. respect on Geno Smith's name. Oh! And, and Geno Smith, to me, has been as surprisingly good as Russell Wilson has been surprisingly bad. Oh. And, and Geno Speaking Smith going, going into the season, and I said it, Russell Wilson had 11 Pro Bowl appearances. Geno Smith had 13 wins. So that just tells you how different those two guys are. But let me show you. Let me show you a little quarterback reveal. Yeah, a little blind reveal and see if you guys can figure wow. out who these two quarterbacks are. I'm guessing one of them is Geno Smith. Yes, that's okay. the first I don't know who the other one is. <laughs> All right, the other quarterback is, is Geno Smith. Wow. And wow. let's look at what last time he played eight or played through 16 games. And look at the difference. Co uh, completion percentage wow. up 14 percent. TDs up 17, interceptions down 12, passer rating 
36.4 wow. better. Wow. Okay? Good. And wow. so I think Detroit's going to beat Green Bay. Nice. And I think Seattle's going to go ahead and take oh, care so of what they Seattle need to take care in. of. And I think that Geno Smith has a message for Nick and his oh, Steers committee. Okay, can, let me wow. tell you. Can I? Good. Well done, Coach. Oh, Geno Smith's got For the nice. folks you said had written you off, maybe? What do you say to them? Yeah, they wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. Wow. That's the problem. I ain't <laughs> right back. Let's what go. He has to say wow. to the yeah. committee. You know what? <laughs> he wrote him off, but he didn't write Where's back. Where's the committee episode? Well done. It is unprecedented. What? You know what? We're not going to be able to do it graphically, but in my mind, Seahawks and Lions have been flipped. Coach, you wow. win. Coach, you lose. My apologies. Well done, Coach. Are you allowed to I do that? that? Uh, you know what? Without, <laughs> talking, talking, to the without committee. talking to the committee, they're going to be mad at me. But they, I might you know, just walk off stage. I get that. And by the way, Geno Smith, who was on my MVP pyramid a few months ago and Brew mocked me, I didn't even have all that data Coach just had. That was great, Coach. I appreciate that. All right, moving on with the tears. Scary matchup. We've seen this game before. This game is scary for Minnesota because it literally took a 61-yard field goal at the gun for them to win the first time. True. It's scary for the Giants because if they win, they're probably going to extend Daniel Jones. Yikes. He's good. Okay, that's what he wants you to think. So a scary matchup (laughs) should be a good round one. So much hate. Come back quarterback. This isn't like, oh, my, like Patrick Mahomes, first time I'm mentioning him. Like, he's great in comeback wins. No, it's like, please come back. Like, we really need you to come back. Philadelphia was 13-1, and and then their quarterback went down, and they're 0-2 without him. Baltimore is 3-2 and without their quarterback. However, they have scored 10, 16, 3, 17, and 13. That is less than 12 points per game. Both of these teams are drawing completely dead if their quarterbacks do not come back and come back looking the way they had looked before. Next. Royalty and a robot. Well, royalty speaks for itself. Wow. Robot is Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry, it's Justin Herbert. Yeah. Justin Herbert, it, when you watch him play quarterback, it does look like he is processing everything the way artificial intelligence would. Not open, not open, zing open. Trevor Lawrence, on the other hand, has a very unique opportunity this weekend. For the eighth time in his nine years playing football, getting a little jewelry. So four years of high school regional titles, oh two of which God. state titles. Then he went to college, high school. three years of college, one national championship ring, three ACC championship rings. Then the rookie year, which we all know doesn't count. And this year, do they give you a ring for the AFC South? If not, Trevor, I might send you this one. <laughs> there it is, and that's gonna be our playoff matchup. Jags Chargers next. Franchise transform, oh, I'm sorry, next is Ratings Bonanza. Ratings Bonanza. Thank you, Wilds. And we're going to get it in round one, and it will be literally a Ratings Bonanza. Cowboys Bucks. Yeah. I thought I was going to be the bold one to pick the Bucks, as I've been telegraphing all year. Brew then decided this morning that he was all of a sudden, after trashing the Bucks all year, Savvy. to also pick the Bucks. <laughs> Some would say that's being a bad team. Analysis. I would say Brew's just getting smarter by hanging out with me. <laughs> Next, Franchise Transformers. Before Patrick Mahomes walked in the building, the Kansas City Chiefs had been zero Super Bowls in a half decade, a half century. They had one playoff win in a quarter century. Since then, they've been to two Super Bowls and four AFC title games. The Cincinnati Bengals, before Joe Burrow got there, had zero playoff wins in 30 years. Hadn't been to a Super Bowl in more than 30 years. They then immediately went to a Super Bowl and won three consecutive road playoff games. 
Those teams are not perfect football teams. However, the power of those two players, plus some really savvy other draft picks, have transformed those franchises into arguably the two best teams in the entire sport. Arguably. Mm. Mr. Quite Relevant. How are you going to call a guy Mr. Irrelevant when he's playing for a Super Bowl? That's my question. Because that's what the San Francisco 49ers and Brock Purdy are going to do. Now, some of us will not give all the credit to the quarterback, but some people cannot help themselves but give all the credit to the quarterback. And when that happens, Brock <laughs> Purdy will be, I think his, we haven't updated the graphic brew, but I do believe his quarterback wins record remains unblemished. It remains Good perfect. Point. In fact, by some metrics, it makes him the greatest quarterback in NFL history. Uh, <laughs> so not so irrelevant anymore. Brew, go right ahead. Look, despite the, I don't know, three or four shots you just took at me, I'm going to be kind. First, I'm going to start with this, Nick. Nice use of vocabulary in this. Regicide. I've never even heard of that. That's a real word. Regicide. Never heard of that. Chum in the water. I loved it. So so I'm, I'm being serious. I'm complimenting your vocabulary. That, now <laughs> let me get to the real stuff. The Eagles on the sixth tier? You just because you named it right, come back QB. That mean that is major league disrespect. We know that Jalen Hurts will be back. We, we definitely believe we he'll know. be back. CJ Gardner Johnson's back. He'll be back for the playoffs. He'll be back this, for the playoffs. This videos from last week. Get him up there. He should be up there with the 49ers, the Eagles. Okay. Well, the Eagles, listen, I said this three weeks ago. So stay tuned, America. In about 10 days, you're going to hear it from Brew. The Eagles are going to be one and done this postseason. And I, it's going to be in large part because they lost all their mojo when Jalen, wow. unfortunately, went down. And then there's, of course, one team left and that team we are calling team DeMar so the Buffalo Bills are atop the tiers and the folks of Buffalo have noted throughout the year the committee has been quite hard on the Bills and some people have said they think the committee is a bias against the Bills but not this week this week everybody no matter what NFL city you're from no matter who you root for there's a part of you if not all of you that's rooting for the Bills so I will break the committee's objectivity and put on this Buffalo Bills hat and say we are all rooting for you, Damar, and also we hope you guys all do what the committee did earlier today, which is go hit up that GoFundMe and make a donation in Damar's name as we're all pulling for you and we're all pulling for the bills in spirit right now. First things first, we'll be right back. Good job. Committee's got a good heart. Nicely done. Kind well and done. I like kind and gentle, Nick. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us. Best segment of the show coming up right now, besides Nick's tears. That was good, too. Cowboys at Commanders, Sunday at 4. Dallas favored by five and a half. Dallas not resting. Here's Jerry Jones. We all know the uh, scenarios that have to happen for us to get a home game in the playoff. And uh, that's one. Two, I certainly would love to have a bye. Uh, That's possible. And uh, so uh, those things are very important as we look at it from this perspective today. Uh, We've got to take care of business. Successful season for the Cow- for the Cowboys is what make the conference championship game. That that's what it takes. I mean, getting a bye is not possible. I know he says it is. You need the Eagles and the Niners to lose. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen this weekend. Uh, but you could make the conference championship game. And it, I think when you talk about the premier teams of my lifetime in the NFC, you think you think the Cowboys, you think the Niners, you think the Packers, you think the Eagles. The Packers, since the Cowboys last got to a conference championship game, have played in seven. The Eagles and Niners have both played in six. 
The Cowboys have played in the same number as Detroit and Washington over the last quarter century. Mm. Zero. I, mean, I, I did this little metal thing for the herd a year and a half ago, like and it that. still applies. We can show it to you now. You get a gold medal for winning the Super Bowl, a silver medal for losing the Super Bowl, and a bronze medal for losing the conference championship game. Everybody, other than Commanders, Lions, and Cowboys, have multiple medals. Most teams have at least four. The Cowboys are at zero with a dysfunctional team in Washington and a team that's become a punchline over the years in Detroit. Get a game away from being a game away for the first time since I was in sixth grade. And I think, Coach, anyone would say for the Cowboys this year, that's a successful season. I would go even further. I think they have to go to the Super Bowl, and, and they wow. probably have to win the Super Bowl. because Win the Super Bowl? Well, well, here's the situation. What are the odds that Dan Quinn is going to be there the next year? And I can see Dan Quinn move, getting a head coaching job, moving on. The defense has been such a big part of, of the success that they've had, and they're, they're going to go into a situation. Tony Pollard's a free agent. There's a lot of moving parts, and, and there's only so many times that you can get in the tournament oh. With and 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 come away with, you know, either one and out or whatever the right. situation is, it, it's going to change dramatically. I think in Dallas, especially if Dan Quinn leaves, and now going to be a lot harder to be where they are Dan right Quinn's now. Last dance. I'm I'm right in between you guys. They got to get to the Super Bowl. You, uh, the Dallas. This is the Dallas Cowboys, and I get it that they've been a joke essentially for the last quarter century. But they are still, obviously, one of the greatest franchises in all of sports. They've still won five Super Bowls, second most to, what, Pittsburgh and, and New England. New England yeah. That's it. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys do not play. And the, 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 the metal thing was cute. It, it was legit, all right? But <laughs> nobody was, cares. Nice we, we don't celebrate getting to the ch- conference championship oh, game. Oh, we're talking basketball especially or football? If we're the, both. Oh, especially sorry. if you're the Dallas Cowboys and your quarterback's in his seventh year making $40 million a year. Your defense is supposedly one of the best, you know, top five, top three in the league. You got one of the best running games in the league. Like, it's Super Bowl. And especially, let me not forget this. In this year's NFC, where it is the most wide open that we've ever seen it. When Brock Purdy is standing in your way, Tom Brady's 45 having one of his worst seasons, Aaron Rodgers having probably his worst season. They got to get to the Super Bowl for them Hold to on, smile can, about this season. Can I just ask a question real quick? What you guys are saying is, the question is, what's a successful season? So you guys are saying, if the first weekend of the playoffs, the Cowboys dispatch with Tom Brady, and the second week in the playoffs, they'd probably be going to Philadelphia. They go and beat the Eagles. And then in the third weekend, they lose at San Francisco. You guys are going to be like, <laughs> yep. failure of a season. Well, look, Another Chris, blown opportunity. Yep. Chris they, makes a really good point, though. This is a wide-open NFC. It's not, like, it's not like you're looking at juggernaut after juggernaut. And it's very different than what you face if, if you were in the AFC. And, right. and this is a team that has established veteran players that are healthy and, and for the most part, continuity, they should be able to, to push that far. I don't think Dak can lose to Brock I, Purdy. I know right, Brock, Brock Purdy's playing great, but if Dak loses to Brock Purdy, who's making what? I think you guys are wildly underrating. I think you guys are saying the NFC is wide open because you guys continue to underrate the Niners. They haven't lost in two and a half months. They have the best no, defense still, in the league. But, they, but they're they have, still playing with a, a rookie, inexperienced yep. quarterback, and he's doing, a, he's doing a great job. He really is. But that's, that's what they're playing with. And Dallas is playing with 
what they believe to be a franchise That's quarterback right. makes 40 and, million dollars and, and a established team with a, a significant amount of veterans and and very good skill players yep. in a, in a lot of areas they're the wild card if they go on the road and win two playoff games it's a good year no okay. not for Dallas not for Dallas they have, it would have done something they haven't done since you were I don't. I don't work into the times picking you. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know where you were. Where was I? We're in '96. Where were you? Akron Beacon Journal. There you oh, go. There go. Covering the Cavs when yeah. LeBron was a toddler. Yeah. Celtics. Big blowout loss. Big deal. No big deal. We discuss next. First things first. <laughs> Battle's time. Four tenths of a second left. Laurie Markkinen with the game winner. Nah, you can't really. You got to just do a tipping. Wow. You should have known that. You know what? Nick's that guy. lack of clock awareness, no longer the finished finisher. Sorry, he loses the nickname for a day. He just does it. Those are the rules. I'll tell you a guy who could get it, he's going to get the silver. But first, the bronze. Josh Giddy, pyramid member, top 55 player in the league, Josh Giddy, 25, 5, and 5, and 150 to 117 win over the Celtics. We're about to talk about silver medal, the guy who actually hit the game winner. A guy who I watched light my son up in AAU basketball in Houston. Sorry, Devontae, <laughs> but he gave you buckets. <laughs> it's true. It is buckets. 37 and Bro, 6 the for De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, well, straight. you know what it happens. <laughs> D-up, son. Gold medal. Giannis. 55, 10, and 7. Wilds told a good joke yesterday about how in Wilt's 100-point game, that they were talking about. You think we should throw a double at him? Yeah. Wizards. <laughs> every big man this year has put 40 on you. Go look at it. Go. Every big man with a pulse is scoring 40 on you guys. Figure it out. There's the medal stand from Porzingis. last night in the NBA. It's Porzingis' job. Okay, well, they got it's the coach's job to realize Porzingis can't do the job. Everyone's realized that. Okay. <laughs> Three teams. Celtics lose to the Thunder, as we mentioned, 150-117. Franchise record. And no SGA. Celtics That's crazy. Kind of missing Marcus Smart. He got ejected, but he was already down big. Uh, two in a row. Two losses in a row, I should say, for Boston. Only a half game up on Brew's surging nets. So was this loss a big deal or no big deal, bro? Well, look, I'm not going to say they're not a contender because of something like this. But this is evidence that the new Celtics, this isn't who they should be. Like, under Ime Udoka last year, they were a tough Hard-nosed defensive team that was really good offensively. Had two really good offensive players. But the players number one defense in the league. Right. And that, that's how they won. That's how they beat the Nets in the playoffs. And now under Joe Mazzulla, they've become, yeah, at least at one point, were the best, still I think, the number best offensive offense. team yep. in the league. But their defense but is But 16th in defense. Oh. And so that that is concerning when this team without SGA puts – you know, what, 150 on you. And they've lost seven of their last 12 to Celtics. Yeah. So yeah. it's just something they got to figure out. Here's their record since December 10th. Five and seven. Opponents scoring 116. Field goal at about 48. Opponents shooting almost 40%. Uh, even though they started the season 21 and five. Here's my favorite defensive intensity play, Nick. I wanted your take on this since you're in cogent analysis. Yeah. There wasn't much time on the clock. That was the Celtics' vaunted defense that was supposed yeah. to carry them yeah. to the finals. Okay. Well, is, is that, was that Peyton Pritchard at the uh, yeah, Peyton, yeah. Yeah, to yeah, make yeah. a business decision? Okay, that's, <laughs> that one I don't have a big decisions. problem with. You're down by 30. You don't want to get posterized. Okay, here's where I do have a problem. How's he get to the Just room? here's where I do have a problem. Go. They were 20, as your graphic stated it, they were 21 and 5. Mm-hmm. And now they've lost 7 of 12. What started that? 
the Warriors game. It was the game, the huge yep. game against the Warriors that they the blew, Warriors and the Warrior and the Warriors hadn't been playing well. My <clears throat> only like actual kernel of concern that this isn't just a bit of a rough stretch for a truly excellent team that could win the East is that this team was rolling, rolling, rolling like they were in the playoffs last year till the Warriors punched them in the mouth and it knocked them off course. Oh no! This season they were rolling, rolling, That's rolling. Fair. It's like oh. We're going to get our get back. Then the Warriors punched yep. them in the mouth, and they knocked them off course. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I would have felt better if they had slide started. It's a kernel of concern. You just said A kernel of concern. 